Hey, it's Casey Potts, and you've landed in Casey's Corner, a podcast to help us millennial moms overcome the overwhelm of everyday life with confidence, humor, and style. I want you to look at this show as your go-to resource, your virtual bestie, or your secret weapon to sanity. I might not have all the answers, but I'm searching for them just like you. Why don't we find them together? So get comfy and get curious. This is Casey's Corner. Welcome to Casey's Corner. This is a Casey's travel review because as some of you know, I recently came back from a cruise on the Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Dream, and it was it was a wonderful trip. Do not get me wrong. I had a great time, um, but I think that there are some things that are helpful for me to share uh, for those of you who are going to be traveling on the Disney Cruise soon, for those of you who might be considering it. I'm recording for the podcast so that you guys can listen to this at a later date as well. But those of you who are joining in on Instagram, hello. So Disney Cruise Line, it's a magical time, obviously. We went on the Disney Dream. We took their very merry time cruise that uh, left port in Miami on Christmas Eve, so on the 24th, and sailed through the 29th. We arrived back in Miami. And I want to kind of walk you through what the process is like when you get down to Miami because a lot of you asked. A lot of you were like, where do I park? What do I do? Or I want to share with you kind of what my experience was. And it was a good experience, let me just say. I will kind of sum this up right off the bat for you guys because I know a lot of you have asked. Yes, we will go back on Disney Cruise Line eventually, but I think we will try other cruise lines more frequently or more in the near in the near future. And here's why. So we decided to book this Disney Cruise three weeks before it left. We were just trying to do something for the holidays. We wanted to do something warm. And when my husband brought this up as an option, I was like, you know what? We have very few years with this Disney magic that Kennedy is so obsessed with, I want to really make sure that we maximize it and go in when she's six years old and perfect prime age for the Disney magic. So that's why we did it. And we left out of Miami. Um, Our ports of call were Grand Cayman and Castaway Key, which are, uh, which is the private island that Disney owns in the Bahamas. And unfortunately, because of the weather, We pulled into Grand Cayman and we couldn't tender in. So the port got canceled. We had to switch to a sea day and it was kind of disappointing. No, it was really disappointing. I'll be honest. We had a boat chartered to do um, a snorkel with the stingrays and starfish and everything. But because of the weather, the third party company that we booked with actually canceled the excursion anyway, but it just kind of stunk that we didn't get to get off the ship until the last day. So that being said, it's a good thing. There's a lot of fun activities to do on the ship. We'll get into that. I'm going to walk you through kind of what that first day and boarding process was. So we arrived to the terminal in Miami. Um, Before you arrive about probably the week before your cruise, you will receive luggage tags in the mail that help the port attendants get your luggage onto the ship and to your room. So when you get on the ship, you actually don't have your, um, like your checked luggage with you. You can have a few things that you want, you know, to kind of have throughout the day, but your luggage will meet you in your stateroom later on in the afternoon. 
So we got to the port around one o'clock, I believe was our assigned time. So we walked right in. It was a really smooth process. It was kind of very similar to like an airport kind of process. Uh, when we got dropped off, our bags were taken by the porters at the terminal, all put onto a big luggage car and our bags actually arrived very quickly. We've been on cruises in the past, my husband and I, that some people, we like, we didn't get our bags until later in the evening. So I just... I'm very curious as to <laughs> those people who may have waited a long time for their luggage. I hope they actually got it, but we were good. We got ours kind of right away. Um, so when you get to Miami, you go in and again, it's vacation. It's all a blur. So now I had to write it down. Um, you go and you check in and you get your key to the world card, which is basically your room key. Um, and also like your charge. It's everything. If you've been in a Disney hotel, you understand it's kind of that key to the world that charges everything for you, um, as well as kids in your party will get a magic band. Now, the kids are the only ones who get magic bands on the Disney cruise, and I'll explain why. Um, so Kennedy got her magic band, we got our keys, and then we went up the terminal and got onto the ship where they announced, they say, the Disney dream now welcomes the Potts family, and all the cast members clap and everything. And then you can kind of either, you can either go to your stateroom, um, or you can just start exploring the ship. And at that point, we really wanted to make sure that Kennedy would be all set for the kids club because that is really what we were selling her on the whole time. I got to say is that she had this amazing kids club experience that was waiting for her and it definitely lived up to the hype that we sold her. So that was a good thing. Um, we brought her up to kids club and got made sure she was all checked in, registered her. What they do is when you sign up for your cruise, I believe when they, you go through the whole process, my husband did this part, so I'm not hundred percent sure, but they basically will add a safe word or a code word for you to make sure that whoever is picking up your child is designated to pick them up. It's so safe, so secure. The kids have to tap their magic bands to get in and out of kids club. It's a really, really great setup that they have that was very comforting and reassuring and gave us plenty of alone time throughout the ship or throughout the cruise, which because Kennedy loved it and she really didn't really want to be with us. So we were all for that. <laughs> um, so after we checked out Kids Club, we went to our stateroom. The kind of stateroom that we got, we got a deluxe family uh, ocean view room. So we did not have a balcony. We did not have a balcony because my husband was afraid to have a balcony with Kennedy. I'm like, listen, she's not going to go jumping over, but whatever. We booked it last minute. We took what was available. We didn't do that. Um, and I think that it all worked out. I think <laughs> it was a very small room. Just be mindful that cruise ship rooms are very small. Uh, they It definitely would fit a family of four comfortably. The way that the beds are set up, there was a king-size bed and then a couch that folded down to be a bed and then also a drop-down um uh, like a bunk bed that drops down from the ceiling, which is really cool. Um, let's see. I saw a couple questions come through here. So I just want to, will you tell everybody from radio? Sorry, I'm reading some questions that are coming through here because I want to make sure that I answer. Um, all right. Yes, I will tell them that you're a fan. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. Back to the task at hand. Um, 
stateroom. So your state, you have a stateroom attendant and they basically are like your host or hostess throughout your trip. They are the person, they're your housekeeping team. They will come in twice a day, once in the morning to kind of tidy up your stateroom and get it ready for you, make your bed, uh, change out any linens and towels and things like that and also change out the way the configuration of the sleeping so if you had that bunk bed pulled down they put it back up so that you have room to kind of move about the stateroom and then same thing for at the evening when you're at dinner they have turned down service so that was really nice and you got to kind of know your steward and you have to tip them out at the end of the trip so we can talk about tip outs if you guys want to as well but we'll get there later um and then before we took off we went to the set the what's it called i forget what it's called now but it's basically the show that they do when you're setting sail onto off and onto your outside of the port um and the characters are there and what i love something that makes me tear up every single time is the horns of the smokes that come out of the smokestacks like every cruise ship has a big blow horn right kind of a ship thing. Um, but Disney does it very different as they do so many things differently. And I remember the first Disney cruise I went on was the Disney Magic back when I was like 10, I think. And it played When You Wish Upon a Star. It would go. I know that for those listening probably sounds crazy. Uh, however, for the dream, it went. Do, 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 do. Dream is a wish your heart makes. It was so cute. I got verklempt and everything. It was a really fun send off uh, with the characters and the foghorn. It was a really good time. So after that, we kind of uh, decided let's go unpack, let's relax, let's change, get ready for dinner. It was Christmas Eve after all, so we got a little dressed up. Um, and I know everyone is dying to hear about the food options. So this will be a good segue into the food options. So when we boarded, um, there was an opportunity to have lunch because cruise ships feed you. If nothing else, they just continuously feed you and there's food available all the time. Um, oh, which I just realized I forgot to add a food option on here, which I want to share with you guys. Um, where we had lunch first for once we boarded was cabanas and that is the buffet area so you go up to deck 11 um, basically the entire aft be all nautical for you guys the aft part of the ship which is the back uh it is the buffet and uh, it's double-sided so there's plenty of seating there's plenty of room and like, you don't have to get there too early or you know line up or anything for food it gets busy if it's a popular dining time but it's available or it's open i should say for breakfast and for lunch so when we boarded we went upstairs we had lunch and then we went to the show and everything the send-off show um, for dinner that evening we were at royal palace and something that's very interesting for disney cruise line is that they have th rotational dining and they have three main dining restaurants with two seatings and amber i see your question on here so i'm going to answer it right now uh we had the late seating what that means is that our dinner was at 8 15. the early dinner is 5 15 i want to say it's either 5 30 or 5 15 i can't remember exactly um so we had the 8 15 dinner and Again, we booked it three weeks before. It's all that was available. But in hindsight, I actually really liked having the later dinner 
Granted, coming from the West Coast, the time difference, it kind of worked out well for us, but also it gave us the opportunity to kind of fill our day and then get to see the entertainment and the shows early on in the evening and then go right to dinner. So our first dinner was at Royal Palace, which is themed after all the princesses. It was really cool. You could kind of find little nods to the princesses throughout. There was um, glass slippers on the chandeliers. There were roses in some of the chairs and coaches, uh, you know, pumpkin coaches on some of the chairs and along the edge of the plates. There were so many little details and then beautiful illustrations and drawings of the princesses kind of throughout. So that was a fun restaurant to do. And that was the day that I had escargot, which Kennedy still thinks is so crazy that I ate snails. But whenever it's on a menu, I always order it because why not? It's snails, people. Relax. It's fun. Um, And then we actually had Royal Palace twice, um, Christmas Day and Christmas – or sorry, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. What is very cool about Disney and their rotational dining is that even though you were going to the three different restaurants, you have the same wait staff every night, which is amazing because you, first of all, they are so good at what they do. They are so attentive to you. They are so personable. Um, and they're just so, they're very much international and they have such cool stories to tell. And we had Jeannie who was from the Philippines and then her co Uh, co-server or server attendant. His name was a very difficult name to pronounce. He was from Indonesia and his name was uh, Nagna, which of course we were butchering it. So they have come up with a name. They just call it, he gets called Aladdin. We had Jeannie and Aladdin as our servers and they gave us our three wishes. They were adorable. They were so, so great to us. Um, I'll tell you a couple stories about them as we continue on, but It's just so much fun to have that consistency and have your servers get to know you and know your drink order and uh, have, you know, Kennedy needed a booster seat the first night. So then every night, no matter what restaurant we were at, they had her booster seat set up. They realized that she likes to drink milk with her dinner. So there was always a cup of milk waiting for her in a kid's cup. And it it was just really, really um, an extra touch to the trip that I really appreciated and something that I love with cruises in general is kind of getting that relationship with the waitstaff and learning about them and their cultures and them kind of becoming part of your trip. So that was Royal Palace. Um, let's see. I saw another question come in. What time did the show end? How much time? Um, so the shows are the second viewing. I think I want to get this right. Like, so we would go to the six o'clock show and the six o'clock show would get out around seven o'clock, seven, 10. So you have a little bit of time between the two. However, what we would do is get ready for the entire night before the show. And then in between, we would do like a character autograph session or something like that, which I'll get into, um, or... Ken, sometimes I think there was one night where Kennedy went to the kids club for like a half an hour just because she was obsessed with it. So we definitely took advantage of the time in between we, before we went to dinner. And here's a little tip too. Do not feel like you need to be at dinner for 8.15 or any earlier than that because they don't let you in. So you're going to be waiting in a line. And we kind of got to the point where we were like, we're going to roll it at 8.20 so we're not standing in a lineup outside the restaurant. And that ended up working out really well for us. Um, The second restaurant we went to in 
the rotation was Animator's Palette. Those of you who have maybe been on a different Disney cruise ship, we were on, like I said, we were on the Dream. If you were, have been on the Wit, oh, sorry, if you've been on the Magic or the Wonder, which are the only other two ones I've been on previously, Animator's Palette looks completely different. And if I'm being honest, I was disappointed. <laughs> I was very disappointed in what the animators palette on these newer ships are because the originals were just so cool and so innovative for that time. And um, the difference is animators palette on the older ships, everything is black and white when you walk in, the artwork on the wall, the server's vest, everything. And then towards the end at dessert, there's this big show where the color starts to get revealed of all the artwork. And there's like, I think they do a baked Alaska with sparklers and the vest change colors. It's just a much cooler presentation where animators palette on this ship was much more Pixar themed. And it was similar to if you go into the parks and you do turtle talk with crush, Crush would come up to different parts of the dining room. And if you were seated near a screen, he would interact with you. So we weren't near a screen. It wasn't super interactive for us. Wasn't my favorite restaurant. And I feel like the food there wasn't as great either. So just my own little feelings towards Animator's Palette. But um, the other restaurant in the rotational dining is Enchanted Garden. And this restaurant is on deck two, which is the lowest level. So you can't see out or anything like that. Actually, I take that back. You can see out, but it's just the lowest level that actually has portholes. Um, and it was nighttime, so I couldn't see out. And this restaurant actually, I didn't get the whole theming of it. However, it reminded me very much of um, a Tiana themed restaurant. Just the colors. It There were lots of kind of big lily pad kind of flowers. It reminded me very Tiana-esque or kind of um, uh, New Orleans Square in Disneyland. And the food down there, I'm trying to remember what I had the final night. Oh, I think I had like a tuna tartare situation. Jay had prime rib, shocker. And it was, again, the, the food is very similar in all the restaurants, if I'm being honest. Um, a lot of people have asked, how is the food? Oh, my gosh, the food must be so good. Okay, here's the part where I'll probably piss some people off. Oh, well. The food was okay. It was okay. It was very similar to the food that you would have in the restaurants inside the park. There was nothing spectacular. There was nothing that felt elevated in any way, except for the escargot. Maybe I'm sure that's not on many menus. However, we did have the opportunity to go to Remy, which is one of the um, additional dining options that you can add on, and it's for adults only. There is Paulo and there's Remy up on deck 12, I believe it is. Again, only open for dinner um, and only open to 18 and over. So that is where we enjoyed like a six course prefix menu. They have a menu from an American chef and a menu from their French chef. And they kind of do like a little bit of a battle. Uh, we also had the opportunity to have Miyazaki steak, which is Miyazaki beef. And um, it is literally like it has the seal of this being the best beef in the world, in the world. I know I am so spoiled because working for Wolfgang Puck, it's what we served at the Oscars every year. <laughs> so yeah, totally. I, I mean, I know I'm a jerk for saying it, but the best meal that we had was the meal we had to pay extra for. 
It's just the way that the experience kind of shook out. Um, and you guys are here for my honest opinion, right? So I'm sharing with you my honest opinion. The food was okay. Remy was wonderful. Going to Remy was an experience all on its own. And we had great servers. The hospitality was exceptional. Just the different um, experiences that they did, like a welcome cocktail and things like that. There were lots of really great touches that you didn't get at the other kind of restaurants. So you get what you pay for. Um, from there, what other food experiences should I tell you about? Hmm. Um, if you want ice cream, there is ice cream available 24-7. <laughs> and Kennedy took advantage of the ice cream that was always available up near the pool, soft serve ice cream. And also Vanellope's Sweet Shop, which we really loved. They had really, really good ice cream too. So many different great ice cream options there. Um, that is additional or I should say that is an additional fee um, if you get anything from Vanellope's. So just heads up on that, but super yummy ice cream up there. Um, I recommend the peanut butter Snickers ice cream. And you can also get room service 24-7, and it's included in your cruising price. So a lot of people have asked that as well. Your food, including your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner that is either in the main dining rooms, in cabanas, or through room service is included in your cruising price. But like I said, any sort of additional add-ons like Vanellope Sweet Shop, uh, the coffee bars, um, where you can get like specialty coffee drinks, coffee and tea is always available um, for, you know, included in your trip. But if you want specialty coffee drinks, which I did share, they do really cool specialty drinks at the coffee bars um, and the sweet shop. Those are all additional fees. So have I talked enough about food? I think I've talked enough about food. If you have more food questions, go ahead and ask them. But I'm going to move on to childcare because a few of you have asked about that as well. I cannot say enough good things about the child care opportunities that the Disney Cruise Line provides. This should not be a surprise, right? Like this is what they should be known for and they do a great job with it. So the kid, um, the child care opportunities are for really, I know a lot of people, I'm trying to remember, I don't think there was the nursery when I was part of the whole kids, when I went on as a kid. However, they now have the Small World Nursery, which is for three and under. So we couldn't go in because we don't have a kid three and under. That's extremely secure. But they have cribs and they have nannies and they have um, all this really great care service for those who are three and under in the Small World Nursery. Then there is the Oceaneers Club and Lab, which is basically the entire like half of the deck five on the ship, which is huge. It was so much. So when you walk in and don't worry, Kennedy did a video review for everyone. So that will be posted on Instagram as a reel soon. However, when you walk in, uh, you get checked in. And I know this because on the first day and throughout the ship, throughout the cruise, actually, they do offer open houses when it will just be open for families to go in together and use because sometimes kids don't want to leave their parents and want to see these cool things that are in the labs, but parents aren't allowed in there when it's locked down. So there are open house hours. You can check that out when you sail. Um, but when you walk into the club side, I'm trying to remember because there are two sides, 
when you walk into the club side, there is uh, Andy's bedroom, which is all Toy Story themed and has lots of cool coloring supplies and a big TV like on the etch a sketch so that they can watch movies. Um, there is an entire Millennium Falcon cockpit with so much interactive activity in there. Um, Pixie Hollow, which had a beautiful tree built into it and Kennedy really loved drawing in there is what I heard from her. And oh goodness, my what else? Um, I'm trying to chalk through. Oh, and then there is a I think it's Disney Infinity their their video game. There's a whole room devoted to that as well. And then it connects in the back, and it goes over to the Oceaneer Lab, which has a animator studio, a craft studio, a movie screening room, huge interactive dance floors. Honestly, there's so much for the kids to do and just like hang out that Kennedy hardly ever wants to go in. They used to serve the kids food there. So they used to have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner available. Excuse me. <coughs> My goodness, this is what you get for going live. Ah, they used to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner available. So basically like you could drop off your kid during dinner time, they would be fed and you could go to Remy or Apollo. They don't do that anymore. I think it's a COVID thing. Um, and they basically what we did when we went to Remy, we gave Kennedy a snack before, dropped her off, and then we brought her to our late seating for dinner so she could just get some food at Animator's Palette, even though we had already eaten. Um, so there is also, let's see, that's the Oceaneers Lab and Club, which is for kids four to nine, I believe it is. And then there is the edge, which is for preteens or tweens and vibe, which is for kids 14 to 17. Um, I can't tell you my opinion on those because we didn't experience them. I did hear that there were some issues with the teen groups though, just being a little rowdy and being a little uh, uncontrolling and security had to get involved. So I can't say much beyond that. That's all I know. Um, someone asked if there's childcare on Castaway Key, which is Disney's private island, uh, and who watched Kennedy when we got massages on the island. There is childcare on Castaway Key. Same thing. It's called Scuttles Cove, and you go, you check your kid in securely. They go in with their magic band, and there is – again, I couldn't go in, but Kennedy told me – there is um, – like fossil digging and a splash pad and a huge playground. So she was entertained for that hour that we were getting our uh, cabana massage. There is such a great system in play. The counselors were so great. And again, they're all international and so involved with the kids. I would see cast members waving to Kennedy throughout the ship, just like, hey, Kennedy, hey, Kennedy. Of course, no surprise that she makes herself known. Um, but that's the child care rundown that I kind of went through quickly. If you have questions, feel free to add them into the chat here. So speaking of that cabana massage and the spa opportunities, some people asked uh, the spa on the ship or in the port, what's the price difference? A lot of people have asked on pricing. Here's the deal. Pricing varies on every single ship, on every single cruise, on every, like there are so many different variations on the pricing structure for everything on the cruise. So I don't really have, 
have much to say as far as like the pricing difference. Um, we did two spa experiences. We did the couple's choice, which is a spa villa. Um, basically, you check yourself into the spa. They give you robes and everything. And then your therapist will bring you into this room, you and your significant other. It could be a friend. It could be your spouse, whatever. Um, it just has to be two people. And it is a room that has a balcony. There is a jacuzzi on the balcony as well as like a big lounger out there. You get to do a soak in the hot tub for about 20 minutes. And then um, they bring you in to do your massages. I believe the massages were 80-minute massages. Yeah, they were long. Um, and then you go back out to the veranda balcony for tea and fruit and just a little bit more decompressing and relaxing before they walk you out. Um, we also did the cabana massage on the island of Castaway Key. That was better in my opinion. And I think it just had to do kind of with the therapist too. Um, the therapist on the ship they were just moving around a lot. It was Jay kept making the joke like, how am I supposed to get relaxed? They're just all over the place. Just some feedback. Um, and the cabana massage, however, I like tranced out. I do not typically trance out in massages, but whew, I was so relaxed. It was beautiful. So if you're going to splurge on one, I would say do the island one. Just my two cents. Um, up in the spa, there is also a gym. There is a juice bar. There's uh, an area called the rainforest, which you can get like a day pass for, I believe they had. So moving on from the spa, I would say that it makes sense to kind of talk to you guys quickly about the entertainment and the character opportunities, because obviously that's what Disney is known for. It's the only place or the only cruise line that has Disney characters. So the ones that Kennedy got to see were the Mickey and Friends characters. So Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, Chip and Dale, princesses like Rapunzel, Belle, Cinderella, Jasmine, Ariel, uh, Tiana, Elsa and Anna did make an appearance, but that was only during the Winter Wonderland evening, which happened in the atrium on Christmas Eve, where Elsa made it snow and Santa came by. It was a very cool experience, especially being there on Christmas. So that was really fun to see. Um, there also is a Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique on board, which Kennedy got to do on Christmas Eve, and she transformed herself into Rapunzel. It was really fun because she missed the opportunity to do that when she first turned three in the parks. And we've never really done that whole experience in the parks. So she did her hair when we were at Alani at their little painted sky experience. However, this was her first Bibbidi Bobbidi boutique. And we had the best uh, fairy godmother who treated Kennedy so kindly and was so sweet. And her reaction, which if you guys saw it on Instagram in the reel that I shared, was just priceless. I was so, so excited for her. And the three shows that are um, out on the ship, I got to say, were disappointing. I know. I know you're probably a little frustrated with that answer. However, they were. Um, the first night, or I should say the second night, um, the show was The Golden Mickeys, and that was on Christmas Day. And there was like a technical difficulty in the middle of the show, which the curtain just wouldn't work properly. And uh, it just all felt very outdated. There were no new movie references in there, no new characters. Everything was definitely from like 
2011 or earlier, which obviously the Disney Renaissance lover in me was totally fine with that. But I think Kennedy would have preferred it to be a little bit different. The next Broadway style show that they offer is called Disney's Believe. And that one has a little bit more of a storyline to it. It has lots of characters from different movies. Um, and Jeannie kind of is the little spirit guide throughout it. And he was really fun and funny as most genie live stage genies are. So that was really cool to see that. I liked that one. Jay thought it was kind of lame, whatever. However, the third show was Beauty and the Beast. And this one was definitely an elevated production. It was really well done. Um, it was the live action version, like the live action movie version of the story of Beauty and the Beast. So that was a little bit different in costuming, in songs, in uh, propping. So it was cool to see the way that they did that and brought that kind of to life for us. So, okay, let's round this out and let's sum this up and let's get going. And if you are, if I've convinced you to book a Disney cruise, awesome, reach out. I can absolutely help you with any other questions. I will read a few of the questions that you guys sent in that I may not have answered already. So someone asked what the most important thing to bring on board is. And honestly, as much as it doesn't make sense for a vacation, you have to have your phone. And that's because that's where the Disney Cruise Line app lives. And before you board, um, as you're planning, and you can download that app now, you can really do your planning on the app. But as soon as you hook up to the Disney cruise line Wi-Fi on board, once you board inside of your port, uh, it totally changes and it becomes a guide to your day. It's your itinerary. It tells you where all the characters are. It tells you where all the shows are, what the shows are going to be, what times they're going to be where, what your menu is. Actually at dinner, you have to use your phone to find your menu because that's not they're not doing paper menus anymore. So definitely your phone is the most important thing to have on board. A few people have asked about the Wi-Fi and like being able to communicate and stay in touch with people on land. Uh, we purchased the highest option for Wi-Fi and still had difficulty. So that was a really big inconvenience for us. My husband still had to get some work done while we were on our trip and he was unable to open really simple, small documents. And it was definitely a hindrance and even with like the highest level of Wi-Fi that you could uh, access. So that was definitely a bit of an issue for us. I know a lot of people have asked about pricing and again, it is so dependent on when you're sailing, where you're sailing out of, how long your cruise is, what kind of stateroom you're getting. So there is definitely some better deals out there. You're not going to find a deal on a Disney cruise. <laughs> I, I just am going to be blunt about that. Um, you could absolutely get a better value on other cruises. And I think that for what we paid for this trip, we could have had a much better room and um, kind of like concierge level experience on other ships just based on the price comparison. So that was a big factor for us on kind of like reevaluating and seeing how much the Disney cruise was actually worth um, based on experience, not just dollar. So another question, do they use magic bands on the cruise? Like I mentioned, nope, just in the kids club, just the kids get the magic bands. Compared to the parks for littles, is it as magical? I think so. I mean, I think that there is so much that goes into the 
care and the hospitality on board that it is very magical. And the other thing too is like you can make it more magical. I did as much as I could for Kennedy. Again, it was Christmas. So we found ways that we made sure that Santa found her on the ship um, with the help of her elf. And we just kind of did a few different things. Um, oh, here's one thing that I really want to share that was so helpful for me was there is a Facebook group for every sailing. This is not something that Disney puts together. However, I think just experienced cruise goers, once they book their next sailing, they start their Facebook group for their sailing. So like we, I just, I was told this by uh, my husband's cousin, who is a frequent Disney cruise liner and sailor, I should say. And she sent me the link once she found it for me. Basically, you just search your ship name. So like Disney Dream um, sailing December 24th through December 29th, 2022. And there was a Facebook group of over 300 other cruise goers that were like so helpful. It was such a great resource. So many questions I could ask. And that's where you find, if you guys are familiar with like the fish extenders and pixie dusting, that's where those groups get formed. And for those who aren't familiar with it, it is kind of like a secret Santa fun little gifting experience that is put on completely by the sailors themselves or passengers themselves. It has nothing to do with Disney, but it's almost like a little secret Santa. So if you are sailing and you want more information about that, feel free to reach out. I can help kind of navigate where you find your sailing group or how I found mine. Um, but it was so much fun to be part of that. And even – so I – I kind of dropped the ball and I didn't do the fish extender thing. However, because we had Kennedy stocking, I hung that outside. I took a picture of it. And I posted it in the Facebook group and I said, if anyone is out there pixie dusting with some extra magic, this is my daughter's room. She was so disappointed to see that we didn't have anything on our door, whatever. And they loaded her up. They brought her so many cute things throughout the trip. It was really, really awesome to have that, uh, that camaraderie, that community, and that resource. So... To sum everything up for you guys, honestly, like I mentioned, I think we will be cruising again, not necessarily on Disney. Um, a few people asked about adult entertainment and things for adults to do. There is no gambling, which I know a lot of people are a little bummed out about that. We didn't experience much of the nightlife. I think that's because we did have the later dining time as well. So by the time we were done with dinner and maybe doing a couple characters after dinner or something, we were pooped. We were ready for bed. I would say there's definitely a lot to do for adults. There are nightclubs. There are awesome bars and lounges and karaoke and trivia and tons of things like that. If you want to take the opportunity to do it, it's there. So don't let, you know, thinking that it's just a kid's cruise bog you down because there's a lot to do for the entire family. Um, the way I kind of compare it, in all honesty, is basically taking one of the Disney resorts in Orlando or in – no, we'll just say Orlando because the Disney resorts here in California aren't as good. Let's be real. <laughs> but basically taking, let's say, take the boardwalk and put it on a ship because there are character experiences, there are nightlife experiences, there's good food, um, all available at that resort. And you can just 
put it on a ship. That was really the way I would sum it up. So if that sounds like it's for you, then check it out. Do it up. If you have other questions or need to be convinced or swayed or just clarified anymore, reach out. You know where to find me on Instagram at It's Casey Potts. You can shoot me an email. It's Casey Potts at gmail.com. I am always here for you guys. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to let me be a resource for you. And I will see you real soon. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to rate and review the episode or better yet, do me a favor and go ahead and give this a share over on your social media. If you're on Instagram, be sure to share it in your stories and tag me at it's Casey Potts and I'll be sure to send some love right back. Stay tuned for more podcast episodes. You can also find me over on Instagram or on YouTube by searching Casey's Corner with Case. See you real soon.